Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 354. Tis God the Spirit leads in paths before unknown. The work to be performed is ours. The strength is all his own. Hymn 354. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and follow it through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And you do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is, God, our refuge and a very present help in trouble. And the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible, Deuteronomy. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. Genesis. Abraham was ninety years old and nine. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. 
And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure there shall be thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. Proverbs The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth unto it, and is safe. Psalms God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. 
He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Isaiah Thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The history of Christianity furnishes sublime proofs of the supporting influence and protecting power bestowed on man by his Heavenly Father, Omnipotent Mind who gives man faith and understanding, whereby to defend himself, not only from temptation, but from bodily suffering. Truth brings the elements of liberty. On its banner is the soul-inspired motto, Slavery is abolished. The power of God brings deliverance to the captive. No power can withstand divine love. What is this supposed power which opposes itself to God? Whence cometh it? What is it that binds man with iron shackles to sin, sickness, and death? Whatever enslaves man is opposed to the divine government. Truth makes man free. The powers of this world will fight and will command their sentinels not to let truth pass the guard until it subscribes to their systems. But science, heeding not the pointed bayonet, marches on. There is always some tumult, but there is a rallying to truth's standard. Truth, life, and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves, because they declare nothing except God. The wicked man is not the ruler of his upright neighbor. Let it be understood that success in error is defeat in truth. This material world is even now becoming the arena for conflicting forces. On one side, there will be discord and dismay. On the other side, there will be science and peace. The breaking up of material beliefs may seem to be famine and pestilence, want and woe, sin, sickness, and death, which assume new phases until their nothingness appears. These disturbances will continue until the end of error, 
when all discord will be swallowed up in spiritual truth. During this final conflict, wicked minds will endeavor to find means by which to accomplish more evil. But those who discern Christian science will hold crime in check. They will aid in the ejection of error. They will maintain law and order and cheerfully await the certainty of ultimate perfection. Evil is nothing, no thing, mind, nor power. As manifested by mankind, it stands for a lie, nothing claiming to be something. For lust, dishonesty, selfishness, envy, hypocrisy, slander, hate, theft, adultery, murder, dementia, insanity, inanity, devil, hell, with all the etc. that word includes. Whatever envy, hatred, revenge, the most remorseless motives that govern mortal mind, whatever these try to do, shall work together for good to them that love God. Why? Because he has called his own, armed them, equipped them, and furnished them defenses impregnable. Their God will not let them be lost. And if they fall, they shall rise again, stronger than before the stumble. The good cannot lose their God, their help in times of trouble. Remember, thou canst be brought into no condition, be it ever so severe, where love has not been before thee, and where its tender lesson is not awaiting thee. Therefore despair not, nor murmur, for that which seeketh to save, to heal, and to deliver will guide thee, if thou seekest this guidance. Beloved Christian scientists, keep your minds so filled with truth and love that sin, disease, and death cannot enter them. It is plain that nothing can be added to the mind already full. There is no door through which evil can enter and no space for evil to fill in a mind filled with goodness. Good thoughts are an impervious armor. Glad therewith you are completely shielded from the attacks of error of every sort. And not only yourselves are safe, but all whom your thoughts rest upon are thereby benefited. Is not a man metaphysically and mathematically number one, a unit, and therefore whole number, governed and protected by his divine principle God? You have simply to preserve a scientific, positive sense of unity with your divine source and daily demonstrate this. Then you will find that one is as important a factor as duodeciliums in being and doing right, and thus demonstrating deific principle. A dewdrop reflects the sun. Each of Christ's little ones reflects the infinite one, and therefore is the seer's declaration true, that one on God's side 
is a majority. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 376. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for thy correcting rod, which guides us in our journey and leads us home to God. It tells us not of anger, the weapon mortal sway, but love divine that helps us to keep the better way. Hymn number 376.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. Welcome one and all. We uh, have quite an outreach from our church, primarily through our various websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. As, as a result, the word of God through our websites goes around the world. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. Uh, we have so much there in the way of healing and inspired material for your reading, your study and listening, etc. I can't even begin to uh, list it all. So please, turn on your computer, look at our websites, go through it all. It's quite wonderful. It's all healing and inspiring material, and it's all free of charge, and it comes with the love of this church. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock, and we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Many of our Sunday school students actually attend our Sunday school by telephone because they don't live in the area. We have a teleconference number that's dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school which means that your child can attend by telephone regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we'd love to welcome your child there. One more announcement before we go on. Uh, the much-anticipated Bible study is going to be starting up. It's actually, the first one's going to be the 11th of September, and I understand that's like three weeks away. So this is a little advance notice. However, the study questions are on the website if anybody wants to be uh, get an early start on studying what we're going to be discussing here on Saturday, the 11th of September. It's already posted, so please help yourself. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. 
And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone. But remember, if you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. I just wanted to express my gratitude for the service and the readings this evening and for all the wonderful resources that the Plainfield Church provides us with. I'm especially grateful for the July issue of Love is the Liberator, Be Not Afraid. In this issue, in this section, Watches to Work with Often, there were three very powerful watches that I was so grateful for. They are so relevant and timely in handling the seeming chaos going on in the weather worldwide and the unrest and fear going on in our nation and the world. Each watch contains so many statements of pure truth, which, was, which I was able to take and incorporate in my own daily prayers and watches. A few of these statements were, Earth is the substance of mind and is as stable and as eternal as mind. All the winds of era in whatever form are baseless and powerless and are self-destroyed before the authority, the power, and the might of God and to dwell forever in the consciousness that the source of all good is God, never man, and there abide. And also the power of God vaporizes evil of every sort and reveals the glorious, harmonious, orderly universe of his creation, obedient to the mind that made it. These are just a few of the many statements of truth contained in those watches that inspired and strengthened me. How blessed we are and how grateful I am to God to Mrs. Eddy, the great revelator of Christian science. I'm so grateful to my practitioner for her support and instructions. I'm so grateful to the early workers and to the workers in this church who make these wonderful resources available to us all. And I'm so very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful to be here tonight and for all I have learned here in this church about Christian science. All those years before I came to Plainfield, I had a rather, rather depressed thought and I often wondered why. I see now it is because I was trying to cope with difficult situations humanly. That is, I was trying to deal with wrong thinking with yet more wrong thinking. Without having the right tools, this right thinking to handle the wrong thinking, it became a seemingly endless loop of negativity. Learning here to use Christian science to work, watch, and pray has helped me to be able to steadily prove to myself that good is indeed real and that having the expectation of good is not delusion or wishful thinking, 
but is simply trusting truth to be true and God to be good. And if a difficult situation apparently arises, I now have the right tools to handle it with because of this church and practitioner support. I often think of Christ Jesus saying these things come to us so that, quote, the works of God should be made manifest, end quote. That's from John 9. Because of all this, I no longer feel like an animal backed into a corner. My life has purpose now, and I have a place, and I owe it all to Christian science and this church. I'm very grateful to be a member here, and for every healing and blessing. And I am further grateful to know that through Christian science, God has a good place and purpose for everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the beautiful music. I'm very grateful to be here and also for the many instructions on how to persist in our learning and living of Christian science that is provided here and in the writings of the early workers, especially Gilbert Carpenter. One of the first things I picked up when I began to participate here was the importance of persisting in scientific prayer when the results you intended didn't, don't manifest right away or as you thought they should, and when tempted to be discouraged or give up in learning to turn our lives over to the care of God and His plan. We are accustomed to the quick fixes of the world, but in order to gain a practical individual understanding of this magnificent science, there is needed work and patience. There are many reasons often for the delay, such as in my situation of many years spent thinking certain ways that needed unwinding, especially beliefs about God. Before coming here, I'm sure what I thought was prayer was actually use of personal willpower. Having worked regularly with a Plainfield practitioner and learning to discipline myself daily in the practice of these practical tools given with this science, that I've been gaining new motives and new habits. Now my prayers are different and I have been learning to align my life more consistently with the precepts found in the Bible and explained in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. The other day, I uh, was in the middle of the night, I had a very sore joint. So I turned to several prayers, uh, one of them on, found on our website, from an article called How You Can Help Yourself by Peter Reboss. Quote, tell yourself and do so frequently that you are the temple of the living God, the place of health, strength, freedom, buoyancy, and confidence. Say to yourself, I am the temple of the living God. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let this world of pain and trouble be still." End quote. I worked with this in the 91st Psalm and other prayers that I have learned to commit to memory here. And by the morning, the pain was gone. I'm very grateful for the understanding and growth that I have gained here in persistence and patience, both for quick and slow healings uh, that I have gained here. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus, God, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church. Thank you. 
Thank you. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Diary, June 2021. A family member called to say that he had such a severe toothache that he could not move or even think. He said he'd have to save first and wait a few weeks before he could book a consultation with a dentist for antibiotics and treatment. He said, I've left my teeth unattended since I was 17 years old. I volunteered to pray for him. I asked, have you not left your spiritual studies unattended since you were 17? But God has not left you unattended. I texted him the words whole, not whole, spelled W-H-O-L-E, not H-O-L-E. Consultation, Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, ask me of things to come. He said that he was frightened that he would be held down and a COVID vaccine administered against his will, as has occurred recently in our area. I thought to myself, behold, God's perfect man. I said, God will hold you up, support and guide you. Spirit cannot be held in the grasp of matter. Even one teensy spiritual thought that you can remember from Sunday school is mightier than a trillion so-called medical or dental laws. And because he was swearing, I added, just make sure that you are using your teeth wisely, dear. The purpose of teeth is to smile, to laugh at error, to sing God's praise, to shout, God is all, the only I am, the only reality. To speak the holy truth, to spread the gospel, which means the good news, and not to publicize the spread of error or evil. And then I thought to myself, we need to bite into holy food, truth, and chew on it. Think about it, to the point that we love divine life and good and swallow or digest God's word to believe or understand it. He reported that his pain had immediately stopped by 70%, but he told me that he had lost one half of his clientele due to COVID, and he spoke about his fear of communism and globalism, which he sees encroaching in Canada. My prayer switched then to acknowledging God's government and Jesus' word, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. The pain then completely ceased, and he said no antibiotics would be necessary, and his work was picking up. While cleaning, I found $1,500 that another relative had left for him some five years earlier with a note for use when you need it. I thank God for this healing, and I gratefully acknowledge that my studies of the Bible and science and health on the Plainfield website helped to give me the confidence to ask him if he wanted me to pray for him. And thank you very much for those wonderful readings, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. 
Hello and good evening. My gratitude for sharing is for Mrs. Eddy and how she planned the lesson sermons to be read and studied each week, 26, twice a year, plus Thanksgiving. The other piece of this stupendous holy structure is the lesson writers who through prayer and spiritual sense write the lesson for this independent church. These are the most sacred lessons that I have ever read since finding Christian Science. There is a story of a young man who attended a Christian Science Sunday School as a visitor. He had been diagnosed with cancer and told he had only a few years to live. The lesson for the week that he attended in Sunday school with a friend was, is the universe, including man, evolved by atomic force? Another student in the class cried out an emphatic no. The young man continued attending the Sunday school and that was the end of cancer and the beginning of a whole new life in Christian science for this young person who lived for many, many years. His name is Reginald Carey, and a book of reminiscences of Mr. Carey can be found in the Plainfield Store section of the website. These powerful lesson servants, excuse me, heal and bless all mankind every day, all year. The other day, I awoke with a stomach ache that disappeared while studying the lesson for that week, Spirit. How grateful I am to Mrs. Eddy and this wonderful church that follows, shares, and teaches Christian science just as Mrs. Eddy intended for her students. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and I'm very thankful to give this testimony tonight. Actually, in a way, it's kind of a plug for our magazine, Love is the Liberator, which can be found on our website. But uh, if you go towards the end of that magazine, there's a section called Interesting Squibs, and one of them is from Mark Twain, which says, the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. And as you can imagine, I'm leaning more towards the day you find out why. And I must say that I'm very thankful for this church at, uh, where I learned about genuine Christian science, which explains why we are here. And uh, Mrs. Eddy explains it very clearly where she says that man is the reflection of God, and that's why we're here. You know, it's a rather hollow feeling to wake up each morning and not know that you have a purpose that's of any significance. I know because I've been there for many years, been there and done that. But to know that you can trust your life to God and allow Him to use you for His purposes is a very fulfilling thing. And it's helped me immensely. It's taken away a lot of anxiety, and there was a time when I did. I had a lot of anxiety, and much of that has been released. 
And I have much more confidence now. And I must say before, I had not much confidence at all. But it's not a self-imposed confidence, it's more of a trust in God that I really trust him, that he can use my life for his purposes. And as a result, it's made me very happier, much calmer, it's done wonders for my health. And I must say, there's no feeling that's more satisfying than know that you've got a useful purpose. You know, God put you on this earth for some, a really good reason. And this is true about literally each and every one of you. And uh, I'm thankful that I'm finding out every day. It's not just one day when you find out why. It goes on day by day, and every day it becomes more clear. So I'm very thankful for that. And I'm thankful for Christian Science and this wonderful church here in Plainfield. Carol. I'm very grateful for a powerful healing my son had the year he turned 17. Um, I was at work, and I got a phone call to rush over to the hospital, the local hospital, because my son had cut his thumb off. Um, he had been working with his father on a uh, table saw and, <clears throat> and got his thumb in the wrong, wrong place. So I, I did go over, and uh, the um, doctors told me that it was no hope to save the thumb, that uh, they, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they didn't think that he was going to be able to keep it at all, that they were just going to have to remove it. So I said to the surgeon, um, we believe in prayer, uh, and I'd really like you to do what you can to save it. And he was wearing a, a yarmulke, and he said, you can see, I believe in prayer too. So um, he said that there was nothing no way that they could save it because the saw had cut through everything, the bone, the tendons, the, the nerves, everything. And he said it was just being held on by one piece of skin. So I said, well, would you please just stitch it back on and see what happens? I said, we're going to keep praying, and I know that God does heal. And uh, he agreed to do that. And before I went, of course, I had called my practitioner here in Plainfield, and the practitioner was praying, and um, my husband called his practitioner, and uh, so we were, we were very, very surrounded by, by God's love. And uh, so they wrapped his thumb, stitched it together, wrapped his thumb, and they sent him home. So uh, we had an appointment to go back to the doctor in a couple of weeks or so, so we did, and they changed the bandage, and they did all the, you know, caring things. Uh, and he said, well, don't be surprised that if it turns black and falls off. So we said, well, thank you. But it didn't. We went back for the examinations, and we kept praying and kept working and knowing that God was the, the great physician, that God was controlling, that God was right on the scene, always has been and ever always will be. And uh, within just a few weeks, they unwrapped the, the, sun, the thumb, and it was pink and beautiful and fully attached. Um, and they said, well, now you know, he'll never have feeling in that thumb. He'll have to be very careful, this and that. Well, he can feel even the nap on fabric with that thumb. It was so completely healed, and it is like it had never happened. 
I just am so very grateful for this tremendous healing and so grateful to Christian science and what God, there's nothing God can't do. I am so grateful for this church. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. Several months ago, my son got a new dog and I was going to visit him. And he said, the dog is very skittish, so let him come to you. Well, I always had a fear of dogs. And I thought, it's time to heal this. So I said, okay, God, what do I need to know? And the thought came, one loving idea, one one idea of God loving another idea of God is harmonious. And I helped with that. So when my son came in with his house with his dog, I just stayed sitting on the sofa, loving him. And pretty soon I saw him peek around the corner. And I said, hello. And he went back. And then he came, and he came a little closer. And I said, oh, you are such a good boy. The next time he came, he came over, and he sniffed my leg. And sat there and I was able to pet him. The fear had left me. The dog was as loving as an idea of God, which he was or is. And pretty soon he came over and I was able to pet him. About a month later, I was at a picnic and the dog was afraid of everyone. And I had some of my hamburger left and I asked my son, I could go over and give it to him and he said yes so as I was walking over I was talking lovingly to him and I told him I had something for him to eat and he did not run he was peaceful he I held it usually I would drop the food but this time I held it in my hand and I let him take it out of my hand and um, he was It was such a harmonious healing, I mean, for the dog and for me. And I am so grateful because this has gone on for many, many years, my fear. And I'm so grateful to have learned in this church to see everything as an idea of God. I'm grateful for the practitioner help I've received, for all the teaching, and for the beautiful readings. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and the beautiful music. I'm so grateful God meets every need perfectly. I had been getting practitioner help for maintaining a steady loving thought for everyone every moment. I had been inconsistent and had a proof of this recently. A couple of church members told me that my car had been sideswiped, which I didn't see. It was swiped practically the length of the car. I asked for practitioner help, and it was pointed out that I hadn't been keeping myself in God's love. I'm so grateful for her support. This turned out to be a total blessing to keep my thoughts steady. My brother is a great car customizer, and I asked for his help, and he agreed. 
I got practitioner help and when told again this was a result of my inconsistent thinking. My brother had a plan to buff the affected area. Turns out that was all that had to be done and it looks perfect. I couldn't stop thanking God for unwavering love and my brother for his loving work. I went to pay him for all this but wouldn't take it because I had just had my birthday. I insisted that I had to do this and he finally accepted half of my offer. What a total God-giving blessing this all was. What a lesson to be obedient to our loving Father, Mother, God. I'm so grateful for practitioner help and thank you, God. Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Yes, thank you. I, I just have to call in and thank you so much for those readings on God, our refuge, and a very present help in trouble. It is so true, and I hope that, that people will really will listen to this recording and spend time with these readings because they're wonderful and helpful. Everything in this church is a lifeline and can be used in your life. The roundtable on Sunday on, from the lesson on soul was just things I've, I've worked with all week. And our lesson this week on mind is um, powerful. And on the carousel this week, um, on the front page of the, the website, there's an article, The Power of Right Thinking by E. Whitmore, which goes along with this lesson on mind. Our thinking is so important, and when we keep it with God, we see the good everywhere, and we can help the whole world. I am so thankful that for this church, for the, everyone there, for all the testimonies and the music. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good. Okay, go ahead, Kelly. In California, back in the 90s, there were a lot of drive-by shootings. And one night, my child was shot while she was at a party. I got the call late at night. I drove over to the party while my mom called the practitioner. When I arrived at the party, my daughter was lying in the ambulance. The bullet had entered her head and came out the other side. She was being taken to the helicopter to be life-flighted to Children's Hospital. I went home, got my mom, and we drove to the hospital. The practitioner told my mom to shut down all communication going out of my daughter's hospital room. Under no circumstances was the hospital to give out any information of my daughter's condition to any caller. There were a lot of callers. My daughter was a popular student at school. I can't remember any specifics about how me and my mom were praying. I had been introduced to Christian Science 13 years earlier but was still using drugs and alcohol to cope with my life. I tried to practice Christian science under these conditions, but usually ended up throwing the science and health across the room, the book, across the room because I didn't understand it. However, I always walked over and picked the book back up. I'm sure while driving to the hospital, my mom and me repeated scientific truths the practitioner told her. 
I'm sure I repeated the scientific statement of being over and over, still not completely understanding the meaning, but knowing there was a truth in there. I knew not to let the mortal picture dictate the truth to me, and I also knew that my daughter would be healed. I had zero doubts about it. I knew Christian science worked. Something always told me this was the truth, even though I didn't understand it. The surgeon spoke to me afterwards and had the look of shock on his face. The shock wasn't because of the trauma my daughter appeared to go through. His shock was because of my daughter's healing. He was left speechless. He hadn't seen anything like it before. My daughter was completely healed. We walked out of the hospital six days later. The nurses tried to shove some seizure medicine in my hand, telling me my daughter would need it for the rest of her life. I shoved it back at the nurse and said, no, she's not going to need it. But I thanked them for everything, and we left. I was very young in my studies of Christian science when this healing happened. A practitioner who helped us understood Christian science very well, and my mom was a dedicated student. I feel their alertness to the call of duty laid the foundation down for a complete healing to take place. God was patient with me. He knew I was a self-centered mom and revealed that to me during our hospital stay. Thirty days later, I got help from my drug and alcohol problem. I continued to study the science and health and even started liking the Bible. Two years ago, I found Plainfield Independent Church and am so in love with the round tables, Bible study, church services, bookstore, the testimonies, the website, my work with my practitioner, and the watches. Thank you for helping me understand Jesus' Christianity and Mary Baker Eddy's writing. Thank you. Okay. Mary. That was beautiful. Chose the power and the glory of Christian science. The whole meeting did what it's capable of. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. I have a few things to read, a few things from our church website bulletin board. The first from Australia, uh, someone who wanted to share the 11-minute audio of preparation for the reflection of truth, which was taken from Mary Baker Eddy, her spiritual footsteps, by Carpenter. And it said this audio filled in many blanks. I'm grateful to Plainfield Christian Science for making it readily available. And then Canada. I'm very grateful for the availability of the archived Bible studies. I'm listening to the timeless studies relating to the Ten Commandments, making notes from comments and instructions to keep as reminders. And to the best of my ability, I am obeying and practicing these laws in my daily living. I am so grateful to have been led to the Plainfield Church. And Illinois, I'm very grateful for last night's August 11th Wednesday testimony meeting. The readings and testimonies were exactly what I needed to hear. The love and practical application of Christian science expressed flowed directly from God. Thank you to all. And then New Jersey, a quote from the calendar by Ian George Watt. Know definitely and forcefully each day that God good is everywhere. The above calendar statement from Monday, August 16th has been very helpful to me. 
any false picture of mortal mind can be be removed by knowing positively and forcefully that God is everywhere. And then a short note from Washington State. Dear Plainfield Church Independent, in appreciation of all you are doing for the church and the world, God bless all of you. And then email from Virginia. Dear fellow members, with a heart full of love and gratitude for all that is shared through this independent church and its website, I enclose my monthly contribution. The appearing of the July Love is a Liberator magazine with the theme, Be Not Afraid, on the church website, was met with much joy and immediate study. What a treasure. It is an issue I will share with others in print and online, as there is so much in it to comfort, answer questions, and meet the, the need. Thank you all for your dedicated work, inspiration, and love for God, Christ Jesus, and our forever leader, Mary Baker Eddy, with love. And then North Carolina. It has been a very busy su- summer, but I want to say that my husband and I are ever grateful for Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. No matter when we tune in, truth is being worshipped, shared, pronounced, and lived. We can't thank you enough for the daily wisdom and inspiration which can be practically applied to all situations at all times. What an awesome rudder. Love to all. And then Australia, uh, one of our newest members, writes, Thank you for welcoming me me into Plainfield Independent. I am so grateful for Plainfield and for your work. I am very grateful for, for so much in my life, a life born in tatters and redeemed in every direction through Christian science. It is indeed an honor to serve at Plainfield. You have done such great work for mankind, and I am grateful beyond words to have found you who teach how we can be always ever in the kingdom through the right teaching and living of Mrs. Eddy's discovery. I am also very grateful for all you have done to publish the writing of early workers, I had only ever heard one poem by Bicknell Young given to me a few years ago by a very beloved practitioner, and I loved it. To then find all of Bicknell Young's writings and Martha Wilcox and others on your website has been such a joy. I don't know what would have become of me without Plainfield, as I was totally bereft at the passing of this practitioner. God indeed loves me to have shown me to Plainfield, and I am honored to serve in any way that you appoint. I love that hymn also that says, to be worthy of such a grace. Thank you for sending me these words, and I thank you all so much with joy and love. Thank you very much for your readings tonight. I'm always sobered by the the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and I have shared this with you all before, but I will again. There are many new people listening. It's from an old Christian Science Journal, number five, and it's where Mrs. Eddy says, In the biblical story of Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham's prayers was that if 50 or even 10 righteous men could be found in Sodom, 
that city would be saved from, from destruction. In regard to this story, Mrs. Eddy makes an interesting comment. Quote, A life or nation is saved in proportion to the predominance within of purity, patriotism, or other right motives. And this is the inner spiritual meaning of Abraham's petition to God. If Sodom's city had in it enough moral worth, it would be saved, and not otherwise. Very sobering words. I know here we are very dedicated to make sure the moral worth is within our nation and within our world so that it can be saved. Mrs. Eddy has also said in Miscellany, page 162, that a small group of wise thinkers is better than a wilderness of dullards and stronger than the might of empires. And as it was also read tonight, one with God is a majority. So it doesn't require a lot of workers, but it does require dedication to this great and mighty cause of the spiritualization of all mankind. I was somewhat amused today at our church calendar was from a Facebook post, and it said, the fact that there's a highway to hell and only a stairway to heaven says a lot about anticipated traffic numbers. So, and of course we know Mrs. Eddy says that, um, that we will be known by the fewness and faithfulness, Christian scientists will be known by the fewness and faithfulness of its followers. And one thing that has always helped me, it's in our lesson this week in Isaiah, where it says, For the Lord will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded, therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. When our face is set like a flint, to stay on that straight and narrow pathway, the pathway to heaven that brings heaven to earth, we will not be deterred by all the different um, distractions, the worldly distractions there might be, but we will remain on that path and keep this work day by day, whatever it takes, step by step. I'm very grateful to have learned this in this independent church through all the years that we went through with the law case and the, the path it takes, the way, the, the strength that it takes, and that this strength is always in and of God as we turn to Him moment by moment. I'm so grateful to be here tonight to hear these testimonies, the beautiful music, and the readings. And God bless you all, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 288. Press on, dear traveler, press thou on. I am the way, the truth, the life. It is the straight and narrow way that leads to that eternal day, that turns the darkness into light, that buries wrong and honors right. Hymn number 288.